Stick that in your pipe, Elon. Welcome to Salonomics, broadcasting from Essex. My name is Aaron Dawn. Joining us once again from North London is Joe Memet. How you doing, Joe? Um, can I just say I could pause for ten seconds? But I'm just taking a knee. I know you. I know okay. I've, I have to go. Sure. Have to okay. Your equal, yeah. Hang right? on. So I forgot to allow for the the knee to be taken. Yeah. Uh, what, do, what do we do? Do we just twiddle our thumbs? Yeah, yeah, oh, maybe yeah. I'll tell everyone about the Bitcoin price, considering I've just forgot to do that in the. So the Bitcoin price is currently thirty-seven thousand and two hundred twenty dollars. You can get 2,687 Satoshis for a dollar. So then, Joe, uh, Bitcoin's gone up last twenty, uh, last couple of days, 20%. Is, is that because of, all of um, El Salvador? That is because of El Salvador, yeah. So all the energy FUD that was going on, um, you know, Elon saying it's not, you know, it's not um, energy efficient enough and Bitcoin's boiling the oceans. Well, El Salvador's turned out. Apparently, they've got lots of... Um, Geothermal energy that's basically generated from volcanoes. Lots of volcanoes in El Salvador. Is there? And essentially, they can capture that energy, turn that energy into Bitcoin on site. So wow. no one can tell me again that Bitcoin isn't incentivizing renewable energies or zero emission energy use. So Stick that in your pipe, Elon. <laughs> well, let's, let's put it this way, right? If you were El Presidente of El Salvador, right? Mm. You'd be worried every time Elon Musk opened his mouth, right? No, I don't think so. Because if it was me, right, I would send the death squad to get him, <laughs> to shut him up. <laughs> yeah, but like I say, we're, we're in a society where everyone should be able to give an opinion. Um, and they are opinions. And the, uh, unfortunately, the, uh, Elon Musk once again has made himself look stupid, Joe. This is my point, because everybody in the world says Elon Musk's a genius. No, what I've been, I've, he's I've been advertising his stupidity. Well, I've been telling that for a long time. Like but I disagree with you, actually. But we're not in a world of, of opinions anyway. Because as you know, with me, right, my opinions, I always get banned. Right? Yeah, you do get that. Well, I, you know, you, you, your, your, your opinions are not central enough or not I mean, left enough. Yeah, I was, you know, when I was, um, when I was waiting for you while, while she was sort of taking a knee, right, I, I quickly went on um, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got up now. Yeah, okay, up. all right. I've, my body. I, I was on Instagram, right? And, um, mm. you know, one, one of my brands that I love, I love, right, is Porsche, as you know. Yeah. And, and they've got this sort of wonderful picture of the new um, GT... Free RS, you know, so like an early morning mist, you know, so like a black stealth mode and picture of a Porsche, right? And I just sort of said, what's the point? You can't drive these cars anywhere anymore. You know what I mean? You're just stuck at, stuck at 20 mile per hour. Yeah, so, good, so, luck, good luck owning one of those in Islington, mate, and well, getting over all the speed bumps. And in the, is, there any, is there any car lanes left? No, Last time I travelled to Islington, it was all bus lanes, well, mate. So, and bicycle lanes, right? Anyway. So, bus and bike lanes. So, and, you know, so, Porsche, yeah. so Porsche closing down their businesses in, in uh, London then. Well, not we? really, right? So, I, I mean, obviously this is a track car, right? So, I've kind of put, you know, what's the point? Blah, blah, blah. You know, anywhere in the world, right? You, you're just going to be, you're controlled by cameras and the and the bureaucratic police, you know, so like... Yeah, getting your miles at uh, figures. Anyway, so I said, yeah, having a track day driving, right, is fun, but I prefer open country roads for for sure. these kind of things, right? It won't allow me. It won't allow me to post it. 
it says can't post, re tap to retry. So I tap to retry. What it says can't post, tap to retry. After three attempts, I thought, oh, what's the point? You know, you know I mean? unless I sort of do a bravo or emojis like hot or anything like that, right? So you were commenting on a Porsche Instagram. Yeah. So it was it was their Instagram post. You're just adding a comment. So what's the and, point? And what, there was cars. a slight negative connotation to your words, and and Instagram somehow picked that up and prevented it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I, I really, I, I, it's really, really sort of like disturbing, right? Unless you saw sort of like you know go to this sort of sicker fan that we always talk about with social media. Hmm. Um, unless you're a sicker fan, you really have got no part to play in social media. You really haven't. No. I well, mean, no, you know what? I think it's a challenge for you because obviously as English as, as your... Is it your second or third language? My second language, English. So so as English as your second language, I think, you know, you've got to... Start writing Turkish. That, yeah, you've just got to get better at writing. It's as simple as that. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not denigrating you at all. No, no, I'm no. Just, I'm it. just saying, you know, some sometimes there's probably a way that you can use sarcasm in the tweet and add an emoji yeah, yeah. to, you know, to highlight your point. Do you know what I mean? Right, um, right. And, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, because because there must be building the algorithms out so that they can understand negative tweets. Because I know when I do SEO on websites, it asks me, asks me for a power word or a positive or a negative word in the title. Because that gives a web page more Google rank if there's yeah. a positive or negative yeah, connotation SEO. to right. it. So there must be an algo that can sense whether you're, you know, putting something down or building well, something this, up. I guess. So. Well, this is this is the funny thing, is right. So like, you know, you know, so go go, you know, just waffling through like this uh, SEO thing, right? When when I was in business, and and you go back so to the to the great. Um, industry leaders of today when when they're in business right they, they literally were standalone salons okay you know they had they had a unique selling point they're they far superior to a lot of the salons around the, those days but now with the um, internet yeah you, you're gonna have an SEO you go everyone's sort of paying a lot of money for SEO so mm. it becomes really crowded it becomes really mm. noisy so how does a salon stand out from everybody else when everybody's doing the same thing yeah, well, I can answer this question. Go on. How do you stand out? You simply close all of the noise. You shut off all the noise. You go and play in areas of the internet where, you know, there isn't the noise. Um, my analogy really is it's like exhibitions, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you go to a trade show, you've got, I don't know, 500, you know, Ex exhibitors yeah. all screaming for attention at the one place. Sometimes, by going and opening a market stall in a place where there's no other hairdressing brands, beauty brands, you'll sell more stuff. Because you're unique in that space, yeah. is my point. So, SEO is one thing. Yeah, of course, you can use SEO. But the only terms that a hairdresser or a beauty salon needs, really, is stuff like hairdresser near me. Because at the end of the day, why, why do you need a website for new... You only need a website really for new clients, right? New yeah. customers. Yeah. You're not going to need a website for your old customers, right? Mm -hmm. So this is all about new business. Um, 
And I would hack it in a way that, you know, you're 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 playing in a space where nobody else is playing. So it's all very well paying Facebook fortunes for advertising. Because that, that's all Facebook advertising is. It's another way of SEO, mate. That's that's kind of all it is. You know, SEO is a way of getting your page recognized on Google, search yeah. engine optimization. Um it's so, that word, yeah. it's that word, isn't it? Optimization, that kind of sort Optimization, of yeah, exactly. They're trying to catalogue you, they're trying to put you in a box. Yeah. So, you know, there's no there's no right or wrong way of doing it. But the wrong way of doing it is just handing money over to a thing and then not measuring the results and not understanding the hang on. Is that £1,200 a year I'm spending on search engine optimization? Is it working for me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the, um, you know, that's the incompetence well, where that... you're not analysing what you're spending your money on. You're essentially throwing money down a drain if you're not then Well, which kind of sort of goes to sort of like the, the, um, the industry, right, where um, they're, they're paying an awful lot of money, right, for, for actually not doing the work, okay? You know, so again, going back sort of like through, through the historics of our industry, we, we were actually sort of doing the work, you know, we were actually sort of like going out and, and getting the work ourselves. And, and, you know, the ladies of today's generation of um, hairdressers, right, they're spending X amount of money. And then, you know, and we know someone put very well, right, who was sort of telling us, well, you're doing this much, but you need to do more, right, because the SEO, that optimization is not working efficient. So you have to spend more money and mm -hmm. more money. Yeah. Uh, and we're really, at the end of the day, right, it's very simple. Don't do it. You know, that's the way I sort of think, think about it, really. Yeah. You know, and I, I was thinking about industry, right? If you if you think, of, we were talking about um, technology, the Amazon salon, right? And I'm, I'm not going to talk about the Amazon salon, but we're going to talk about technology. Now, is hear me out, right? Now, if you think of today's um, industries, you know, so how advanced they are, if you look at car mechanics, okay? Yeah. They, a car mechanic learns their skills on, on a normal combustion engine, right? Now they've kind of gone into the electronics and gone to all this sort of like uh, software. I mean, I know yeah. my, my brother's a mechanic, right? He's what, 56 years old, he's old school. Mm. But he actually goes around, he's, he's a freelancer, he goes around do, doing MOTs, doing um, diagnosis, right? With a laptop. That yeah. is his trade now. He, he's got snap-on tools, but he yeah. actually goes around with a laptop. Now, and if you look at any road of the street, they're advanced so much now, haven't they? You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, yet, so, that, so, so isn't that laptop for like analysis? Like yeah. you can plug it into the car yeah, and, then it, and it, essentially it, the car will then tell him what's not working properly. Yeah, and then it, it, well, exactly, right? And then you press a sort of few keyboards and, that, and then, you know, it, okay, change the spark plugs or, or an oil filter, right? But mm. at the same time, it diagnoses the problems, doesn't it? You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas... Our industry is still still backwards in many ways. It hasn't embraced technology, has it? You know, it, you know yeah. what I mean. The hospitality sector, right? If you think about it, again, it kind of relied on the silver service uh, experience. You know, there's a top top mm -hmm. end silver service, and then you add the the bar staff. Now, again, technology is so far advanced; it can it can probably serve and, and deal with all of this, but. Again, the the industry has kind of gone stagnant, really, because there's no one really wanting these um, these things anymore, or, or they're not allowed to have them anymore. So, how does the hospitality sector move forward from um, from what the pandemic has uh, affected them? 
you know, do you know, do you know what I mean? Again, mm. technology is there for them to embrace, but they're not embracing it because it's still what the old same old same old. And I yeah. kind of think the hairdressing is very much the same thing, really. really. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I can just add on to the whole SEO um, yeah. context, yeah. It just it, basically, Joe. It just evolves over time. You know, there's no set rule that will last you for 10, 20 years when it comes to the internet. The internet is changing, evolving, every um, second becoming of... more efficient. You know, every day something changes. Is and it becoming why... efficient? Is it... Oh, it's become more dangerous? Yeah, well, no, it will. The more decentralized the internet gets, I think what we're going through now is the fact that 99.9% .9 of people use the part of the internet which is controlled by Google, Facebook, and, yeah. and the rest. Yeah. Uh, and that's where all the censorship comes from, because you know they're basically they're basically publishing, you know they're editing, and this is my problem with social media that have algorithmic feeds, because the whole point in having uh, an algorithmic feed is essentially a timeline which Facebook puts the things that it believes you want to see, right? Mm. So, so Twitter, for example, Twitter, for example, still has chronological timelines. Which basically means you can follow the people that you want to follow and that you're interested in. So this is a very subtle difference that people don't seem to understand. And it, and you know Twitter's you know Twitter's not um, Twitter Twitter censors you as well. In fact, I, I typed um, uh, sugar honey iced tea into a tweet and it prevented me from tweeting it. It wanted me to review the tweet before it would send it. Right. So even Twitter's algos are, are changing now. So what I'm saying is SEO works, but it works in conjunction with Facebook reviews, Google reviews. Is your business put on the Google map? Do you know what I mean? There's all these things that are being built over time. Um, so yeah, so if you're blindly paying someone for SEO and you're not actually, you don't actually know whether that SEO is working, whether people are finding you via your website, then, you know, you need to have a long, hard look at yourself because you're just throwing money down the drain. And, and as we discuss in this show all the time, Joe, every money, every pound that you spend on an expense is um, a wage decrease, right? Mm. You're losing money. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting, really, because, uh, you know, you talk about the uh, social media thing. They really are sort of very draconian, aren't they? They're sort of not draconian, they're tough to turn, they're off the touring, and they're, they're sort of like, so do as we say, you know, behave yourself. It's, uh, it's very much a Chinese communist type of... Um, uh, yeah, precisely. Regime, right? Precisely. Look at all the fact-checking yeah. things that go right. up there. And you know, yeah, you've got to yeah. be really careful with what you write. And As you found out, you're not allowed to even on Instagram have a slightly negative connotation to your tweet. You, you'll be prevented from from tweeting. So, so how do, how does today's generation right see this as freedom and and they they they, live, they think they live in a democratic society? Well, they don't. I mean, I, I know we don't because... That, well, uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They... Yeah. Decentralisation is the answer. You know, the younger generation are more set up to accept things like Bitcoin and to be doing things like podcasting 2.0 where you can literally stream messages, you know, via the Lightning Network. You know, that is free, free speech. Uh, and you have to pay, you know, you have to pay for your um, connection to that network you know just like you're paying 25 pounds a month for your you know your uh wi-fi in your house 
Um, this is the same thing. We're building a network that's completely decentralized that isn't isn't controlled by whether it's China or the big tech companies and all of that. And, you know, until we get to that situation, you know, you just got to deal with whatever the internet throws, you know, or yeah. whatever the 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 uh, the Google controlled internet throws at you. And you just have to, you know, you have to keep jumping through these hoops, mate. Yeah, I agree with you. When it comes to the internet, the internet is not as free as it was 20 years ago. Yeah, I, you I, know. I, I, I'm kind of getting to a point now where really I've got, I've got no appetite for it really. Anyway, but that's me sure. anyway. So anyway, let's go sure. on to bigger and better things. Um, uh, been... All right then, mate. Well, um, I um I wanted to play you this clip that you sent me. Someone was on uh, Dragon's Den the other day, weren't they? That's Talking right. about a revolutionary new hair product. Oh yes, that's it. Yeah, go on. Do you want me to um? Do you want me to play it? Yeah, just refresh. Just give you right. refresh my memory. Go on. Here we go. Right. So I'm going to play this clip from. In the dragon's den, mate. Yeah. yeah so yeah. what it is? Hello, dragons. My name is Yanka. Hang on, I'll let. I'll let you Today, I'm here for a 75k investment in exchange for 15% equity in my company. The global hair curling market size is valued at 2.8 billion pounds. 2.8 billion? Is that all? No, that's a hair care. Hair care. That's just a fraction of it. Is a curly do. That is a curly sue. So then, Joe, yeah. my first question Go is on. how many have you bought so far? <laughs> I don't forget, I will never buy I will, I will even look at it buying one thing. What's wrong? It's it's flower curl, it's got good branding. Well you know you could, you know you could achieve that. It's like, like a four leaf clover. Let me describe it to yeah, the listeners. On. It's like a four leaf clover. You've got these black uh, rings that are all connected with by a circular ring in the middle. Yeah, if you reconfigured the Olympic rings right. to make more of a kind of star shape and you basically put it over your ponytail at night, a high ponytail, and then you basically wrap, you know, your hair around it. Yeah. So then, Joe, why wouldn't you pay £25 for one of these products? Um, it was a great, great tool. Well, don't need to, mate. Well, it's too expensive for a start, right? When you can actually get a box of tissues, yeah, and, get, and right. just wrap the hair around the tissue for a start, okay? You get the same effect. Okay, um, and also there's other products out there, Aaron. There's other heatless products out there that you could do yourself. I mean, one of the easiest way of doing it, right? You sort of get the hair, twiddle it around your finger, and put a grip in it. Okay, yeah, and go, and go to bed with it, right? So she hasn't really come up with a new sort of like patent or like industry sort of like defined uh, eureka moment, right? She's actually sort of worked on a variation, which is 
which is fine. Good luck to her, and I hope she makes a little nice living, tidy sum out of it. You know, she has spent she has spent a lot of time and effort and thought into it. Where I, as you can saw, probably that she's so stressed out from it that. Um, but the problem, the problem is, it's limited, isn't it? You know, do you know what I mean? Because one is. is well, only... like I say, I just think, I just think the dragons went and roasted her straight away because she misrepresented the size of the market. Um, essentially, a uh, product didn't actually work um, because two of the dragons have got sh hair uh, above the shoulder length, and That's... basically, this product wouldn't actually work it, it, on anyone that exactly. had hair but then, you know, lower but... than. But they, know, they they're shorter than their shoulders. So. They shouldn't be subjective, though. They should be more objective, right? I mean, there's there's yeah. Theo's got no hair. He's got um, Tuka's got no hair, and and Tezra has got short hair. So again, they, they yeah. should look at it from an objective rather than subjective uh, um, investment, really. So I think they were sort of uh, a bit foolish in that sense. I, I think there is a big market for it, but then again, I I I, I think she it did um, the, the the blonde bird. What's her name? Um, a Deborah Meaden? No, the other one, the, the blonde one. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm but, not sure. I've never, never but, seen her before. But there, there is a market. I, I think the... the um, it, Listen, if, 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 if uh, Dyson can reinvent a hair tongue and charge you 500 much. quid for it, yeah. then I'm sure she can reinvent a Velcro roller or a rag roll or... What? Uh, where did the Velcro roller came from? But, you know, I mean, look... I would just tell my customers I want curly hair. Just plait your hair when it's wet before they go to bed. That's Boom. right. But remember the time when we, when we first got together, we started. To, we, we, we were doing um, YouTube. We did the um, we did that uh, testing. What's uh, the point? Yeah, yeah. We, we did a whole show, didn't we? Called way. What's the point? And uh, we would basically take these new products that were coming to market, and and you would basically just destroy them, wouldn't you? Yeah. And I remember, we we did a competition right where I said heated rollers would give you a much better result than. The uh, the Dyson tongs or whatever it was, remember? Yeah, the, you know, the, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, remember it well. Right, and and um, I mean, we did a Velcro roller test as well, didn't we? We, we did, did a Velcro roller. We did because you blow dry and you put the roller. We did Carmen's. We did a Carmen, the heated rollers, and we did the yeah. uh, the Dyson wrap. Right. This, yeah. this is just another variation of of uh, of sort of like self. Um... Yeah, her USP though is is no heat. That's right, which you is know, which is big. Creating the curl from wet, wet to you know from yeah. wet to dry, which well, is you know that's not, that's one way of doing it. But the yeah. thing is, can though, I just play the last sixteen seconds? Go on, of the go clip? on, go on. Okay, Now, Theo Pathetis is being very kind there. Essentially, uh, she hadn't done the maths very well, had um, she, mate? Not really, because you got you. She's putting projections in, doesn't she? You, you yeah. know, do you know what I mean? That's, I mean, yeah. Actual is very different to uh, to um, to to sort of actual to projections. And you know, we we talked about it before in the business plan. You know, your business plan. You always have variations. When, when you start work, when you start a business plan. You, you have your projection that when you start operating, you have to adjust, you have to sort of like, um, not man, um, manipulate it or anything like that, but you have to go accordingly, right? And, and you kind of like have to sort of like say, become a little bit more real and then you sort of t start target differently. So I think how she explained it was very different to how the, um, the, how the dragons understand it. She values the business half a million. 
personally speaking, that's undervaluing it, really, because if it becomes a, a global sensation, it, it'd be worth more than half a million quid, right? For sure. And, and, and look, let's face it, the Dragons have got form for missing out on things. You know, didn't they um, pass on the Tangle Teaser? Tangle Teaser, tr- the Trunky. Yeah, they passed on the Trunky. Yeah, yeah. there's many there, things. You know, they passed the on the my brood. brother's invention, the standby plug, right? which was a bit harsh, but yeah. there you go. There's a Brewdog Brewery, right? That yeah. Brood. So look, you know, we don't want to, you know... We don't want to, um, you know, pour scorn on this young lady. She gave it a go, right? That's right. And, you know, and look, sir, and also she's got uh, a well, uh, not worldwide audience, but she's got a nationwide audience on mm. in the BBC. How many viewers? Oh, mate, I'm envious. You know, uh, Go Salon hasn't had that many that many viewers. So, I, you know. Personally speaking, I told you to go and drag this down with Go Salon. I, I have told you. If you want, I can come as your business yeah. partner, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, you're yeah, a sort of advertiser, you're a guru, whatever, but I think you should take your product. And Listen, you can actually go in there, I'd be really stupid about it, unless they say, look, I've got to say, I want to advertise my product, I don't yeah. want any investments. I don't want investments, yeah. so I'm going to be as stupid as I can, right? With with the numbers, so put some more off, but you get your yeah. fifty. But you get or, your fi- no, or the opposite. I could say, you know, I want fifty quid investment for zero point. Oh no, I can go on and say I want uh, one million satoshis. Yeah. Uh, investment for zero point zero 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 one percent of the company. Just, just for just for the crack. Exactly. Right? Um, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I would go on Dragon's Den. I think I would, you should. But, I think you should. Like I say, at, at the moment, why do I want to share? Um, why do I want to share a platform with that? You know, when we're not ready, we're not, we're not, we're not at a stage to onboard fifty thousand people, two hundred and fifty thousand. But you have you to know, be there. You have things. to. You have to be there. Yeah, Alan. but but you've got to do everything in order, Joe. And and you know, I had a great meeting uh, with a marketing expert. Um, this this um, the Monday just gone actually. Right. And. You know, he, he echoed exactly what I, I say to you. You know, he says, you know, you're not ready yet. You're not ready to be spending fortunes on a marketing campaign. You've got to get the website kind of organised first. Do you know what I mean? We've literally got spoon feed every single person that lands on the website because what Go Salon is, it's something new that so, nobody's, so, nobody's so what, seen before. What do, you need, what do you think you need now to get to that stage? Hmm. I just need a sustained couple of month period of actually organising the website, getting the platform set up so it's a bit more intuitive, uh, and create some scripts for videos. I so, mean, video is the way forward. So you don't um, need investment, you just need time? No, I just need time. I just need time. I mean, if yeah. I got investment, then I could spend it on, you know, somebody else helping me out to do these videos. But like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not Amazon are doing a great job doing my marketing for me. You know, once I start, once people start understanding how similar the Go Salon system is to the Amazon system, yeah. Once people start understanding, you know, what things like Robert Labetta says about, you know, technology's out there, you've just got to use it and you've got to change the way you work in order to embrace it. Once this message starts slowly coming through, then, you know, who knows where we're going to be in three months' time, you know. I mean, I just hope the lockdowns and all the COVID nonsense is gone in three months' time because no, we're that. not going to be talking about hairdressing again, you know, if they try and lock us all down again. Do you know what I mean? Throughout winter. So, 
you know, we're not going to be talking about innovations but, to the space. But hairdressers we're just going to be talking changed, about survival though, for the I mean, next look, 12 I, months. I, I, I can tell you, right, hairdressers changed. I mean, it's, it's time hairdressers have woken up to, the, to this fact right, that it would never be any, anywhere it used to be. Even to my, uh, to my golden years, right, you know, so in, in the booming 90s, you know, the, the high-flying 2000s and things like that, it would never, ever get to that stage ever again. Never in a million years. Yeah, there, no, I agree. There's, there's I agree. more money around. There's more people around. There's more time around. All these things, right? There's more opportunities, but it won't be in a hairdresser salon. That's what yeah. I'm no, saying. I agree with you. I mean, if you if you look at um, every other job out there, you know, uh, I was watching a journalist, rock journalist, last night, and he was talking about you know how in the past he was flown to California to go and interview Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. You know, flown yeah. to California to go and hang out with them on the tour. It's like that's never going to happen again, mate. Do you know what I mean? That lifestyle was a rock and roll that's journalist. Right. What an amazing job to be a journalist and to do rock and roll. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And to be on the road and that 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 <laughs> that job is gone. Now. You know, I'm, now I'm, it's someone at home in their office, you know, speculating on what these. That's these right. There, there was a guy I did yesterday, right? It just reminded me. I, there's, a, there's a guy I saw. saw I've done his hair a few times during lockdown, right? And mm. and now he's kind of officially retired from his. Uh, well, he hasn't retired. He's been forced forced down from his role as a director of the company, right? So he's been made redundant. Well, he? no, he's just been sort of. He's become a non-executive, right? So he's got more. Oh, so how hostile to, takeover. Yeah. Well, no, he's a failure. Eric, so I, I was I was doing his hair right in his office in in, uh, in Mayfair, all right, and mm. and I went to his house yesterday, and anyway, he's more of a relaxed mode, right? So I'm doing his hair in the garden, and mm. and you know. I, and he just, he just sort of, you know, he talked about his sort of his background a little bit, right? And yeah. uh, before he's always work related, and it was part Austrian. And I said, do you know the um, the Habsburgs? Okay, so, yeah, I know the Habsburgs. I, I said I was there at the wedding um, to um, Francesca Thiessen. He said to me, "Hang on, who are the Habsburgs? Habsburg is the is, it was the ruling family of the uh, Austrian Empire." Oh, okay. What like their royal family? Yeah, exactly. H okay. H A P. B U R G whatever aspects right, and um, anyway he's, he's talking about Francis Thiessen. Anyway, guess who did the hair to um, Hans Habsburg to um, Francis Thiessen? Right, give me a clue. Decade. What this decade was this was in, in the eighties. This was in the eighties. Uh, Vidal Sassoon. No. Uh, Joe Mamet. That's right. I did the hair. No way. I swear really? to God. Right? Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got by the, royal decree, by, Joe Mamet did. did I did the hair up for Francesca Thiessen um, to marrying um, Hans Hasberg, right? I was there. Okay. And, right. and, and we just talked, right? And I was, actually, I, I forgot what the story was about, actually. I forgot it now. I forgot what that was. I'm sure it was riveting. It was, actually. And um, Was it about Ducatis? No, far from it. This is... Um, no, we were just talking, right? And like, God, what was what was my train? I lost my train of thought now. Sorry. Uh, so, so, so the conversation with the royal, the Teesons. The well, uh, the, the, what, the, what, what did no, you speak no, about? Francesca Teeson, right, is the daughter of Baron von Teeson, right? Who was one of the richest men in the world at the time, a steel magnate, right? And the um, the Habsburgs right. was the the ruling, well, they were a ruling family of Austria at one point. And but I did the hair. Right. May I ask how much did you get paid? It doesn't matter. Forget the money, right? But this one I'm trying to say, right? And 
and we were just talking about the like you just sort of said about the rock star lifestyle. This was mm. a rock star lifestyle. Me, you know, yeah. flying over to Austria for three days. Okay? Yes. Doing, you know, so all expenses. Doing paid. one haircut. Well, I, I, did, I did. I did the, the wedding. I did the bride, and I did the bride's mother. That's all I did. Okay. All right. Nobody else. Okay. And okay. Um, now the the thing was was that actually the Francesca um, Fiona Fiona Thiessen, the, the 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 mother, she actually came across my name, as she came to me. She she had her hair done on, on a, as a sort of like on a recce type of thing, like a secret shopper. And then she came to me again and says to me, would you do my daughter's wedding? And I said, yes. I gave her my terms and conditions. Right? I'd never done, I'd never done Francesca Teeson's hair before. I never met her before and everything, right? Till I actually did the, did the, um, the, the, the wedding, okay? Now, what I'm trying to say is, right, is that that, that was real rock and roll. Right? Do, do, do you know what I mean? In the fact that the mother came to me, she booked me, I went over to Australia, did the hair, and I came back. All, all in the space of three days. Those days are gone, mate. Those days have gone. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I could look back and sort of say, yes, it's fantastic experiences, uh, and they will never ever come back again. Not because I'm old or anything like that. It's just a lifestyle won't allow that to happen anymore. You, you know, yeah. if anything, right, people might do their own hair at their own wedding now. It, sure. It, it, do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, considering you're barely allowed to have 30 people at a wedding, that's it's right. like, you know, probably the hairdresser and makeup artist takes up valuable, like, you know, guest space. Um, I'm still interested. I want to know, how much do you get paid to do that <laughs> for three days? God, I could, oh, God. It was, it, ballpark it. Ballpark it. You know, you've gone for three days. You're three days out of the salon. We already know you was earning probably a couple of grand a day for your salon, right? Yeah, it's. It, 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 it I think it was about five. If I remember about right, five k. I'm just trying to think. Um, it was about five k. Yeah, five k. <laughs> five thousand pounds for what? Yeah. Essentially two blow dries, right? Or. Oh, listen! You, you wouldn't have cut. We wouldn't have cut that. No, hair, I didn't would cut you? that hair at all. Far from it. No, 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 no. Five no, no. k for two blow dries. Yeah, two blow. Well, I didn't even blow dry. I, I did uh, one blow dry <laughs> and two hair ups. Joe Mehmet, I salute you. What? And everyone out there listening should should also. Um, but then, no, that, I mean, it's fascinating, yeah, because you know, you went to see. Um, uh, some of the new salons that were opened up in London the other day. Do you want to share anything, your uh, thoughts uh, about that experience? Well, because uh, obviously this this goes to what we're saying about, you know, mobile freelance hairdressing is the new paradigm. Yeah. That is the new growth sport in in hairdressing. Yeah, it is. You know but, I mean? but, but you're not going to travel, though. It's, it's going to be localised, isn't it? You know, like you saw yeah. someone in the right. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't travel. You know, it's still providing a service well, which is you convenient know I mean, I and missed, saving the customer time, right? I missed a great wedding last, next, last year, right? There was, I was supposed to have done a... Well, I did a wedding here. It's actually in Kingston when I did it a couple of weeks ago. But the actual wedding was supposed to have been in Stad in Switzerland. That would have been an amazing wedding. Like, you know, towards my final final career days like you know what i mean doing, a, doing an amazing wedding in an amazing place you know i mean it yeah. would have been awesome but instead it happened to be in kingston now i, I went across all daniel now not because of you know obviously you know he's opening up a, 
a new salon in uh, in Belgravia, right? Yeah, he he um he left Harvey Nicks, didn't he? Yeah, he, he left Harvey Nicks, and um, you know he, he's actually you know when I was talking to I did with I, I just wanted to see him anyway because he's a man that I really respect and I I, I hold him to highest esteem, like you know what I mean, and, and he's someone that I really enjoy spending my time with and and to sort of see how see how well he trained me as well like you know I mean, look daniel like he, he said to me how are you getting on right you know and i said to him you know what daniel where i am right now i'm really happy you know all the bad things that have happened to me all the good things i would do them all again to be where i am today do you know what i mean because for sure so so daniel was a huge influence on your career right well, of course he was. formative formative year yeah exactly well i was his junior okay and you know sure. and he was he was it was very, very, uh, very. What the word is right? It was very firm in his beliefs. Oh well, he was firm as a as a boss and assistant. He was, but also his philosophy. He pushed you, right? Yeah, it, he pushed you. He pushed me to be an independent thinker. You know, to be independent. Right. And you know, and Daniel took no prisoners. You know, he would cut yeah. someone's hair off. He blow dry. You know, he he would do his things his way. Yeah, right. and we talked about it in our soul. He didn't he never compromised. Never, he, he never. Did com- you ever see him compromise once? Never in, in a million years. Never. Never I, in a million years. And he would tell. So that's me, a lesson to us all, isn't it? That's right. And he would turn me off as well, right? If I remember, I did a, I did a haircut once. I, would, I think I probably explained it right. I was so proud of his haircut, and mm. he had a go at me for <laughs> for actually listening to the model. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. You know, it's also saying you didn't do it. You, you actually listen, you, and, he, and he actually told you, you can't call yourself a hairdresser if you listen. They, they pay you for your opinion, and and this your is, professionalism. And you know, and I'm yeah. sitting down, you know, admiring Daniel uh, and talking to him. We were talking, right? And um, and then Luke, can I ask? Sorry, can oh. I interrupt? But just <clears throat> tell me, how did it go down? So, like, when you went in, so did you embrace? Was there like, no? Warmth? It, it was, did you give him a hug? Was yeah. it a handshake? Was it a fist bump? It was fist pump. Uh, did no. you have to wear a mask? Well, I, I, I wore my crash helmet to walk into the salon. <laughs> oh, okay. So I bet he shit himself. <laughs> yeah, but who's there? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was uh, it was actually. Uh, I went to reception, right? I introduced myself. I said, uh, "Can I go and see Daniel?" She says, "Well, it, it was doing a consultation, right?" And I said, uh, I, "I took my crash. I put a mask on, right?" And I went. Uh, he said he, he recognised me with a mask on. He goes, "Hello," he says. He gave me his fist. I fist pumped him. He goes, "I'll be two minutes." Anyway, I went outside and um, had a couple, of, had a, not a couple, I had a cigarette. And he came out and, and he sat down and he gave me his time. He had a client shampooed, waiting, mm. but he still gave me his time. Right, so that says an awful lot, right? Yeah, that's respect, right? It, there, it, yeah. Exactly. And, and his wife came out, Ruth, lovely lady. And she gave me a she says, can I hug you? I said, yeah, of course you can hug me. I said to her, you know, I've been vaccinated. So we had a hug and everything. Then Luke came came in as, came out as well. So we fist bumped. And we were just talking about um, his, his new new venture. I congratulate his new venture. And and he was quite enthusiastic. He was quite happy also to believe in Harvey Nichols. All right? Sure. And, and, and I'll, Which I'll, is, that's really interesting. <laughs> why, why do you think he would want to... Leave such a bastion of, I mean, Oxford Street, isn't it? Harvey Nichols. No, it's in Sloan Street. It's in Nicebridge. Sloan, Sloan Street, right? I mean, it's okay. it's one of the you know, biggest designer stores in the world, right? You know, Harvey oh, Nicks. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of think that he, he made his he made his name there as a, as a, as a brand because where he was in um, Conjure Street, he was a great hairdresser. 
But expanding yeah. into um, Harvard Nichols, it gave me another dimension, didn't it? And then he, then he went to Selfridges, he went to these blow bars. He, he opened up a whole new world of the Hutchison brand because it's into products sure. now, it's in electronics. And Do you think like going that. into Harvey Nicks then was to kind of elevate the status? That's because right. Surely Daniel Galvin already had... Um, you know, a high status. Well, Daniel Gavin's different, right? Daniel Gavin's sort of one dimension, isn't he? Because colour, okay? Yeah. Um, how, uh, whereas Daniel Hurchison is Daniel much... Hirschson. Sorry, I'm getting the two mixed up. Daniel Hirschson, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, I even said that. Yeah, I, I think sort of like you, you, you kind of... You, I think where... Daniel actually excelled himself, right, in, in his mm. thinking is that he, he built his foundation and he, he didn't so like um, relax on that. He didn't say, this is it. You know, I mean, I'm going to protect it now. He expanded on it. And I think that's where the free thinking, the, his philosophy comes into play because it's relentless. It's always searching for something. And, and we talked about it before in that when you have that mindset, you never stop searching or, or expanding or creating or building you know do you know what i mean it, sure it's what everything's a challenge right exactly. and, and you relish the challenge it's the journey right and it keeps you young keeps you healthy it keeps you it, it was telling me right he works four days a week he's still getting new clients coming in and i wow. said to him how so so how's mrs so how's mrs so oh she died she died you know what i mean <laughs> and these are clients i remember 40 years ago Harry. so obviously they're, they're out there oh, you know rest in peace yeah rest in peace right you know and they're great ladies there, there was this one lady right I, i'm not going to mention her name right but i'll never forget she's just always coming with saturday right to, mm. she, she have a shampoo and set and the only time she let her husband touch her was on a friday because you know, because she knew she'd be getting her hair done on a Saturday, so the rest of the week, right? She didn't want her hair messed, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's the kind of women they were those days. And, um, and, and so, Daniel, in his mindset, obviously, with his family as well, because his, his son's involved, his daughter's involved, his wife's involved, it's a family business, not as a family yeah. business, but it's got something to build on because someone would yeah, take it yeah, over. Yeah. So there's that legacy there, isn't he? He's yeah. leaving the legacy for the next generation it, it, to like it, it, exactly. carry the baton or carry the torch forward, right? Exactly. And, and by, by building all the time, you know, it's not just building the brand, but it's actually building the, um, the industry, I think, around the brand, okay? Mm. If you know what I mean. Whereas if you look at sort of like the, I mean, I think John Fred is phenomenal, Vidassus is phenomenal, but everybody else, right? It's, it's the same old, same old. Now, where I can, I can sing these praises all day long, but I think where I was slightly disappointed, right, when, when Luke came out, right, I said, I said to him, what are you going to do different in, your, in, the, in the new salon? He goes, what do you mean? I goes, would you still have a reception? He goes, yes, would you still have this? Yes, you know, do you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, why? You know what I mean? It's not for me to question them because they're very yeah. successful. Um, and it's for me to admire Just them. stick into what he knows. Yeah. Analog salons. Right. Uh, and I was a bit disappointed in, in the fact that they're not really so like um, going completely. Innovating. Well, like it's completely different in, in the fact that I, I said to him, like, you know, space is premium. I mean, we, we used to utilize space to, to maximum. Now you have to offer space as a, as security, comfort, safety. Right, yeah. and and I said to, would you not think, where you are in Belgravia, you could charge more money for that because there is a lot of money in that area. You know, mm. um, SW one Belgravia nice place, one of the richest areas in the world. You, you know what I mean? And um, so you could 
easily afford to, to charge X amount of money if you provide all that. Because, I mean, you, you and I sort of said it, you said it in your Telegram tweet about flying, you know, you, the, the, the elites don't want the plebs flying anymore, you know, hence why all these restrictions. And I kind of think that it has to go down into the hairdressing sector as well, where yeah, for sure. the, you know, these clients, right, they want, their own, they want to be in their own space. They don't want Tom Dick and Harry's around them. And they quite have to pay for it, so it's a bit disappointing that. This but is the salon phobia yeah. we was discussing in in one of the previous shows. Yeah, um, it's a new thing. It's like it's like dentophobia. It's like the fear of dentists. Yeah, exactly. It's, there's a new thing. And so it's yeah. kind of like, but like I said, I can't prove because where they are today, it, they're phenomenal. And, sure. And I think this new salon right would actually elevate them to even greater heights. I, I believe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's fascinating. My <clears> only uh, interaction with Luke, I think I've met Luke uh, backstage on a show or a shoot before, but I remember, God, it must have been 10. When was the volca volcanic ash? When, um, oh, in Iceland. Clouds, Ooh, the Iceland. About 10 years ago, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, my girls were, were really young. <laughs> they were babies. And, and my missus was in Tenerife with them, with, uh, with uh, my two kids and, and in-laws. And I remember at the time, um, we was working on Lee Stafford's blow dry bar. Right. Um, he was putting together a blow dry bar, and of course, Hershersons were one of the first innovators about having a, a blow dry bar uh, and having like this menu format. Um, I, actually, you know what? He was the very first to have a blow bar, but I know, I know they, they always sort of talk about New York star this and that. But I remember Dane actually had the first blow dry bar in in the world, I think. I, I, sure, it, sure, yeah, no, I know, and I know a lot of people, you know, try to copy the model, yeah, uh, but they never got, nobody ever got it right, never. you know, I think Lee's only lasted maybe a couple of years, you know, that was in like the middle of a mall, um, you know, that they know, nobody got the model right, but is, a, is the Hershon, um blow dry bar still going ahead? I, I, like, is it still working? I, I, don't, I didn't, I, to, to be honest, I don't know, I didn't ask it, but I know one thing, that all their stuff are back, they, there's no one furloughed, so they're running yeah. at full capacity in terms of staff. Everywhere. Sure. Everywhere. Right? He's got is, is, Daniel, is Daniel worried about furlough and, and any of these things like falling off in well, uh, September? Well, all he, all he was worried about is the hospitality. He wants the hospitality to get back to as normal as possible, right? Sure. Because obviously, events, parties, weddings, etc., etc., will play an important part in um, in the blow dry bars and the manicuring sector, in the, in, the, in the beauty sector, everything. Because you know, but no one's got anywhere to go to these days, right? There's no no one's sure. having their hair done as as a quick fix to go because they're going on a date or anything like that, right? Sure. So, you know, obviously, you you need the hospitality sector to sort of get back into full swing, purely yeah. to sort. Of, to sort of like build on the, on on the what they already got. So what you're saying, Joe, and what he's saying is, Boris, you dare let us down. You dare even consider stopping hospitality opening fully on June the twenty first. Yeah, yeah. Because if you do, you sign in the death warrant of so many companies in central London, right? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. basically assassinating them. It is. He right. is euthanizing them. That's right. And and it's not right. It's not right. All of this. I mean, I, I, have you noticed every time I tuck on chuck 
LBC on the radio. All they talk about, mate, all day is COVID. So I have Ooh. to just reiterate what we said on the last show, right? The key to prolong your state of happiness and to celebrate that the fact that the summer's finally here, do the following. Stop watching the effing BBC. Yeah. Stop reading newspapers. Get outside, breathe some oxygen. Throw your mask away. Ignore the prophets of doom. And you'll notice how quickly your life improves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well said. But you know, so like, go back to Boris. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been the friend. Missed I, it. I, I missed it again. Um, and I mean, the, the, the interesting thing was, so like, so talking to to Daniel, right, and and Luke, right, was that they they're quite is, excited about the future. They're quite optimistic about the future. But at the same yeah. time, right, there's a kind of like um, um, cautiousness about it, a little bit apprehensive about the whole um, matter as well. Because, you yeah, know, no, for sure. Because, yeah, sure. I, I, you know, we, I was, we were just talking about sort of like, you know, certain people that we know, right, about, mm. you know, I said to him, you know, I saw you on your video link with the um, Chop the Vat, I said to Luke, right? And, mm. and that's, then he said to me, who? Who do you think started the whole Chop the Back campaign? I said, I don't know. Was it Helen? Was it Eleanor? Was it the uh, the governing bodies? Not the governing professional mm. body. Because no, no. I said to him, it was Luke. And I said, um, but why? He goes to me, you know, the hospitality sector so I got dropped down to eight percent and that, and then you know we still etc. So I said, yeah, but Daniel, we're in a time service industry. You know, I remember I said to him when I, when you made me go self-employed first time around nineteen eighty. Five, right and you took you took the VAT out of my own figure I said to you why you can explain to me then I said to him right mm. uh, and you know but, so I, I I don't believe in chop the vat as you know but I do believe in why do we have to pay VAT mm. on, a, on a time yeah. service skill and absolutely and they, it couldn't answer me that question they it, it believes that the VAT should be dropped to to um, to help the industry which is fair enough but, I, mm. but as you know, we both believe that... We both believe that the whole thing <clears throat> it, should be... We should be exempt. We're in exactly. the health and wellness per, industry. No, we're in the personal care. We're the personal care now. No, no, I disagree. In order to get that exemption, we, should get into that we need to be in the health and wellness industry. Yeah. It's quite simple. It's a tiny bit of legislation, and yet all of these idiots, they're wasting all their time. They need to go and listen to Salonomics number 6, which was called F the VAT, where we lay all this out really succinctly, really cleanly, really simply for people to understand where we're coming from on this. Paying VAT on a haircut is is tantamount to an illegal tax like your BBC licence fee. Yeah. You know, we essentially are paying more tax than anybody else earning the same amount of money that we earn exactly. as an industry. Exactly. And it's wrong. It's unfair. It's not justified. And it doesn't help our industry. It penalises our industry. It penalises our industry and it promotes people to leave it and it promotes people to work off the grid. But, but until someone can actually ring the bell for this and, you know, has the connections, we're just going to be shouting, uh, uh, you know, banging yeah. our heads against the brick wall. It, 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 exactly. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, no disrespect to Daniel and Luke, you know, but they're still beating the same old drum. 
really. Yeah. You, you know, you, do yeah. you know what I mean? And, it's, and, 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 and like, like we said, your government have already come out and basically quashed the idea that they're going to chop the bat for salons, and yet they keep flogging the dead horse. But, um, but anyway, Joe, that's, that's great. Um, I'm conscious of the time. Uh, we're about 50-odd minutes in. Um, you know, I forgot to label, I forgot to call you a name earlier. I know, so happy. I mean, yeah. Tony Blair, no, I Tony Blair. Blair. I mean, I keep calling me Tony Blair. <laughs> yeah, that was that was merely based on hair type. On, on, on um, a mullet, based on the mullet. Hair type, yeah. It wasn't done on your previous war record. Um, no, I, I was supposed to call you my hair Brian Clough. And it was going to be in tribute to the European Championship oh, yes. starting this weekend. It, it was and brilliant. I hope you don't mind me calling uh, you Old Big Ed, because that's obviously was Brian Clough's nickname. It was brilliant. Um, but it, it said in it said with love because Brian Clough, as you know, was the most talented manager England never had. Oh, he so was I'm brilliant. Putting you, I'm putting you in his category. Thank you. That take. The most talented hairdresser that nobody <laughs> in England knows of. <laughs> well, the majority of England doesn't know of. No, um, I, I agree. Brain no. Club was fantastic. It, it was brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what, right? As an Arsenal supporter, watching Nottingham Forest win those games, you know, the European Cup twice, win a title... Yeah, phenomenal, uh, right? right you, phenomenal. Uh, you Never know, be done again, that. Yeah, yeah. You, you just couldn't dislike him. You just yeah. could not dislike it. He was brilliant. I mean, the establishment hated him. Of course. That's why he never got the England you, you job, know, you know, which is which is kind of why I wanted to bring him up, because um, what are your thoughts on this European Championship? Obviously, Turkey are playing, mate, um, tonight. You, you know what, mate? I, I'm really optimistic about my country. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Turkish separate, right? But I was still so like... Once a Turk, always a Turk, right? Sure. And um, I, I'm really, really optimistic uh, about Turkey's chances. Uh, obviously, the, the the media in this country is all saying England's this, England's that, and yeah, you know, and the same are favourites: France, Germany, Italy, Denmark, Belgium. You know, they're going to be they're going to be above everybody else. Sure. So, give us a prediction tonight: Turkey v Italy, the opening game, three one. 3-1 to Turkey. Of course. I think we're going to kill him. Wow. Listen, wow. listen, man. We, I can't we, wait. We, we, stuffed, we stuffed France um, recently. Yeah. Uh, only a few months ago. I don't think Tur- Italy's not going to be... Right. I'm going to go 1-0. Uh, Italy are notorious slow starters to every tournament. They are defensive first. Yes. Um, and all of that. So, yeah. I'm going to go a really tight game. 1-0. Probably be dull as arseholes. But I'm looking forward to seeing this Turkish team. Because you've, you've told me they're quite exciting young team. They right? really are. I, you know, I've been really watching them um, since the uh, the World Cup um, qualifying game started last year. And things like that. And, and I've really mm. sort of say... They are quite good to watch, and also they don't—they actually don't shirk anymore. Before, like you know, they, they would get dejected or they—they they they put their head yeah. down. They are actually going now. They—they—they're a bit like the um, the Arsenal ring of Arsenal. Day on the okay, all right. Give us give us the the one to watch. Who's who's the Turkish player that we got to watch out for? Um, Hakanoğlu, you know, Inter Milan. Okay. Hakanoğlu is the man, isn't he? He's the man. Okay. All right, well, what about England um, play Croatia? Um, oh, Croatia's going to win, Are you going to give Cro- us a prediction? Croatia's going to win. They're, they're, right, okay. I, I've got no... There's something about Gareth Southgate, right? He's, he's yeah. one dimension. 
you know, he's quite predictable in his uh, in his play. We've got some great mm. talent, but he's not he's not a flair manager, is he? Well, this is why I was talking about Brian Clough earlier. You can, how can you justify a guy that's won every trophy in the game, done things that nobody ever, no other coach has done, mm. and yet Brian Clough was overlooked by the England manager? Gareth Southgate is the opposite end of the spectrum. He's done nothing. His image zero is, is again. He's he's most famous for missing a penalty for England. Yes, and recording a Pizza Hut commercial. Well, it, it, this is the Joker we have managing England right now. So there's no meritocracy in England, and it's a shame because I think England have got the most exciting young players we have had since the Skulls and Beckham era, and yet we've got an incompetent coach who's done nothing. And I'm just afraid that, you know, I, d I just don't think we're going to do very well. Hopefully, you, I'm uh, proved completely wrong because I want the country to have smiles on their faces. And if England do well in this tournament, then everyone's going to be flying the flag. I, everyone's going to be out and, and enjoying I, I've never noticed, right? So. You know, this is the thing I hate about this country, okay? Yeah. In, in, when it comes to football, you get this. Uh, there's, there's, it's a divided. It's a divided country. Right? This country is very diverse, especially even more so than now, right? But when when England gets to sort of knock out say the quarterfinals, right? Even the sort of rugby, polo playing, rowing, all these sort of elitists, right? All these sort of upper yeah. class, yeah. right? They're all coming, yeah. all getting behind the team, you know. Whereas before, they don't give a f, f all about them because it's a work of class. Yeah, but sport. It's, it's unity, though, Joe. Do you not have that in Turkey? Oh, no, oh you no. don't have that in Cyprus. No, You're we, in we the most do, divided no, country. You come from the most divided country in the world. No, we don't come from a divided country. Where it's, one, it's, one side of the, the country Greek. doesn't recognise the other side. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the United Nations doing. I mean, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I, always, yeah. No, I always get those entities mixed yeah, up. Yeah, I, mean, I always get the bureaucrats mixed up. Yeah, you know, the, that's the United, wisdom, the United Nations wisdom, right? You know, the most corrupt yeah. organisation in the world right anyway but no we, we actually always we passion i mean you must have heard all these sort of supporters falling throwing themselves off a, off a bridge because their team have lost that's passion for you mate how many times that happens yeah, yeah. well like i say that's why i want england to do well but i'm skeptical because i think we've just got a, a waistcoat wearing idiot in charge i know he's he fits the image doesn't he i mean he's even talking about now well, right? he's, he's the yes man he's yeah. the yes man he, he that you keep educate, talking about he wants to yeah. educate the booing right against racism because i oh, don't do that please he upsets the players yeah, I mean, well, you, you know, you're talking about say. these guys, right? Who take it in me? They're talking about equality, yeah. They're earning two, three hundred thousand pounds a week, and they want, they want the awareness. I'm on. Come yeah. on, guys. All right, yeah. They're victims. They're victims like the rest of us, yeah. mate. They're all victims. Yeah, yeah. All right, then, Joe. Look, I'm conscious of time. Okay. We're at fifty-eight minutes. We got to get done before the magic hour. Where can people find you? On Telegram, these days, mate. That's the only place you can find me. <laughs> Telegram. Okay, so go on Telegram, search for Salonomics, download Telegram. It's a fantastic app. Um, you'll be really surprised how much, how many more features it has than WhatsApp, and how useful they are. It has all the audio. It has all the video. It has all the clubhouse, you know, stuff. 
Um, but you know why I like it? I can share stuff from my computer via the Telegram app. Can you buy Bitcoin from, from Telegram? Can you buy Bitcoin? Uh, you can if you visit Bitcoin Essex. Um, there's a link on there that will basically give you discounted Bitcoin. Bitcoin is at a discount at the moment. Well, that's because Bitcoin for 46% off. So I'd recommend that thoroughly. Uh, but yeah, you can find me, Aaron Dawn Hare, on Twitter. I hang around there sometimes. And, you know, just type Salalomics into Google. And like I say, we've done our SEO properly. You'll be able to find us everywhere that says Salalomics. So, yeah, well done. Brilliant. All right then, mate. Well, look, that's enough for this week. I look forward to watching Turkey. I'll be cheering the Turks it, on tonight. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a joke. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear the is, that, is there going to be fans in the stadium tonight? Or is it going to be like the French Open where there's literally no one there? I don't know, because I know it's plenty of Istanbul, isn't it? So it'd be interesting. I mean, it, Oh, is it? Yeah. So it's a home tie? Yeah, because yeah, all the countries are playing in their own countries, haven't they? You know, I mean, How does that work? No one's playing No one's playing in this country. You know that, don't you? Everyone's playing well, in so their own Well, so England country. aren't playing at home? No, they're playing, they're playing Croatia at home. And the finals right. are oh, Wembley. Okay. But all, it's like... 26 countries, 20, um, 26 um, uh, countries in, in a 26 um, country. So there's going to be a no away fans? Virtually speaking, no. That's it. Oh, oh, I'm, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed already. All right then, Joe, look, right. we've got to go. Okay. Remember, trust no one. Trust no one. See you later, T- Take care, bye. <laughs>